Hello, universe. Just wanted to say thank you. Man, I, I don't know why I lead a charmed life. I mean, I guess I do. Uh, whatever. I'm here with a certain obligation. And because uh, I will be fulfilling that obligation, I am given a karmic bubble of safety where when something really needs to happen, uh, even if I fuck everything up on the way to get there, it still happens. Um, <laughs> like, for instance, uh, what happened at Home Depot. But the bigger story here is there are two open mics that are critical to my uh, launch forward uh, progress in this arena. They are tonight and Thursday night. And to be fair, having been to these enough to know about what I need to spend while I'm there, and no, I don't intend on getting drunk, I just intend on uh, partaking in the food and beverage of the establishment while I sit there for five hours. Um, that costs about 25 bucks, 25 with the tip. Um, and so what I really needed this week was about 50 bucks and only having $10 and 28 cents and nothing else selling. Uh, I was looking around the house trying to figure out how much did I possibly have that I could just pawn to get 40 bucks, 50 bucks so that I can make sure that I attend both these evenings because they're important. And I know the universe is pointing me that direction. So, but pawning fucking shit, man. Oh, no, you can't do that. So then I'm thinking, well, what can I fire sale? Okay, first of all, I know I have a few bucks on my card, so let's just see how few they are. And I'm figuring it's like, I don't know, 8, 12, something like that. So I log into my account and look to see what my current balance is. And what do you know? It's $45. I'm thinking, $45? At a time in life when you're counting every penny. And the reason that I even knew there was a few bucks sitting in there, I knew it was less than 18. I'll put it to you that way. Because I have automatic bill that one is the cost for the card, which is 5 bucks. The other is the cost to post my recordings. That's 13 So I need $18 every month on my card for my auto pay debit. And I knew I didn't have that much. So I knew I had to get some money on my card before the 25th. But I also knew that I had a little on there. And since that's not until a week from now, well, fuck man, I might need whatever $7 I've got. Uh, so logging in and finding $45, uh, what the fuck? And then I'm thinking, well, somebody must've, cause there was one instance uh, about a, well, two weeks ago, roughly, where I had put my card at the uh, at the bar to hold my tab and then was going to pay cash at the end, but they had already run my card, so they ran it back, and then I paid cash, and I thought, well, did they run it back twice? Like, three times? How the hell do I have $45? And it turns out, for some reason, Home Depot paid me $36, and I had nine bucks in my account. So here I sit now with exactly the money I need to make it through the week, including the five bucks I need to go get laundry detergent. Why did Home Depot send me a payment of $36 on July 7th?
I don't know, but they did. So had I not looked at this account, which was something obviously I haven't looked at since June because I sort of knew where I stood, well, I would never have known that money was there. It shouldn't be there, but it is. So now my week is set. I've got all the food, I've got all the energy, <clears throat> and I've got all the necessary capital to lay a foundation that I've been pointing to for a long time, which is somewhat exciting. Pause. Oh, I also have to admit, something happened in the last week where all of a sudden a whole bunch of fucking houseflies are out. And meaning that you can come home if you leave a window open to like 10 of them in the house. And uh, having uh, having taken to my tennis racket with them, I got to admit I've murdered some flies. And I don't know if I've killed, I don't have a fly swatter, but the tennis racket's a pretty effective tool. Plus it helps you work on your backhand and your reaction, like volume. Flies are quick, but they ain't that quick. So, oh, that, that takes my total species of intentional, well, I didn't intend to kill that moth. It just was what happened. That was moth slaughter. But there's been fly murder and mosquito murder for sure. But, I mean, that's as far as I'll take it. I promise. I'm done. There are no other species I feel right now that need to murder. At all. At all. None. They're not even humans. Uh, okay, universe. I uh, I fucked up again. Well, I mean, I don't. Ha I didn't record last night, and so I have actually done my best to recreate it, which I I haven't come very close. But at least the tenor of what I spoke last night is uh, going to be the final five minutes of this recording. I know this isn't actually all the things I said last night, and I know some of the things that I've said here I did not say last night. So I used the uh, the sensibility we all seem to share of an impending savior slash messiah figure coming um, in a way to um, to highlight the groups. Uh, pursuit of a better world and that maybe the Messiah and Savior was sitting in the room with us. And I was trying to imply in my final statement, um, and, that, and I didn't get this out in the five-minute version you're going to listen to, but last night I, I ended it much more with the implication, not that the Messiah was me, but that it might be one of them and that they don't know it. and <clears throat> Or it could be me and I don't know it, but that would not seem to fit the point of how I finished it. And uh, and it, I got good response. Very good response, actually. Um, because I think, unlike the five-minute one that you're going to listen to, I was a little more clever in the middle last night. Um, and I didn't recreate that very well in this one. Um, but anyhow, so I, I've also been... I feel horrible about not not being aware of what was happening to men because porn had turned into 
basically a a, a a default option of of free entertainment and um had i uh, i'm trying to i was trying to think of well did i ever really want to like look at penthouse or playboy or fuck man when i i was more <laughs> i hate to say this but i was more into the penthouse letters um than i was into the pictures of softcore porn women in posed uh, situations that never was, uh, I mean, uh, as it's formulating my opinion of what's beautiful, which is ridiculous, I admit, but in spite of all that influence, the penthouse letters, I'm sure written by some dude in a studio chair in West Hollywood, but they were the sort of narrative that had uh, teachable moments or that you felt like, I mean, if you were trying to learn how to be um, coordinated with women, there wasn't a whole lot of fucking material to work with. And penthouse <laughs> letters, unfortunately, was the kind of shit that you turned to to try to understand maybe what a term like uh, cunnilingus even meant. I mean, you were pretty sure it had something to do with the vagina, but you weren't sure what the oral part of it, what does it mean up my tongue, you know? And and all of it is such a mystery. And the first time you ever see a vagina, if you're a dude in person, it's just a shocking, it, it's, a, it's a foreign uh, item. And none of that playing doctor as a kid or anything is going to help now. It is just a shocking development of, I'll do my best. But hopefully, as you fumble around with somebody else who cares about you, doing your best turns into, wow, I kind of learned a lot with you. I can remember the two specific girlfriends who turned me into somebody who was decent in bed. One did it with my, uh, my warm-up act, and the other one did it with my actual act. And it's, it's not like... Um, if they don't do it, someone else doesn't do it for me later. I mean, these are the kinds of things that, um, especially in your teens, 20s, you're just going to appreciate. They are what makes growing up and becoming an adult satisfying. And losing your naivete or becoming a little more confident with asking for what you like in bed. All these things are just a matter of becoming more confident and capable of knowing who you are and what you want out of your life. But porn has no frame of reference on any of that. You are only going to meet and fuck a woman in public maybe once in your life. And probably not even that. But it can happen. And if you're fucking smoking hot good looking and you're a dude, it'll happen to you a lot. But <clears throat> for the rest of us, the scenarios that porn invents are ludicrous. They don't happen. They don't happen ever. Um, and if one of those scenarios were to play out once in your lifetime, it'd be the only time. And that's not to say that I'm speaking for the generation that grew up on porn, because y'all don't have a frame of reference outside of porn. And so all of that kink 
I'm sure, is now part of hookup culture. And I don't... Does, I, I have no idea if that's even satisfying. I hope that the sexual lives of young women and men today are fulfilling. But all the data speaking of how many young men are living alone, how many women are living in situations that don't necessarily include committed partners, there are, and, and committed partners, does that necessarily mean that you're happy? Fuck no. I'm not saying there's a way to do this right. But I do know there's a way that when this is doing it wrong for you, it'll eat away who you are. You won't be fulfilled. You'll be performing something for someone else's benefit in a way that you know doesn't reciprocate the same level of return emotion. But compromises get made, right? Relationships are tough. So where sexual uh, congress is uh, in play, there's some intimacy that just is dependent on the two people involved. So, or four, or three. It doesn't matter. Whatever makes you feel loved and makes you feel like you are giving your best love, that's a good situation for you to be in. And never have I felt those energies in the menagerie of porn uh, landscapes that I can remember. And this isn't to say that I haven't had girlfriends and we had our, had our favorite porn tape together. And I mean, there's all kinds of ways for porn to be a part of a healthy sex life. No doubt. There's just one way that a saturation of porn in a young prepubescent or pubescent male's life can take over their sense of what sex is. Because... Uh, it it gives you an unrealistic frame of reference for everything, women specifically. But what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? You can't unbox all that has been <laughs> presented freely to anyone ready to click a mouse or touch a phone. I wonder if there's a, uh, there's got to be a movement in America of men swearing off porn. And I did this recently. I didn't swear off porn. I just purged all my porn off all my computers. And I would never go to a porn website on my phone. Um, so I really haven't seen porn for a while. And I don't miss it at all. Not at, not at all. Not even a little bit. In fact, if anything, I wish I'd have done this earlier. Because when it was available readily to be downloaded and there were just infinite possibilities of finding something that you thought was hot, well, fuck, man. We all had a porn collection, I hope. Or I would suspect. But having really gone back to remembering that my imagination's about the sexiest goddamn thing I've got. I don't have any problem finding the impetus to finish with my own head as the sex candy that I'm enjoying. Never do I feel like I'll ever have to look at porn again unless it's to be connecting with another partner in a way that fulfills for them something special or something meaningful. But for me, 
sitting around by myself, watching porn, jerking off. I don't know. Feels like a long fucking way away from the Messiah or the Savior. You don't expect to find them jerking off to porn. I don't think. So that's another um, element that has really come into play for me since, well, since John 2.0, is how much my distance from certain um, lascivious activities strengthens my sense of who I am. I don't need porn at all. I never really had it, and once I got it, I overdid it. Now that I realize that, I don't see a need to go back to any kind of entertainment there. It's, it's not worth it. It, it doesn't, it doesn't offer anything other than visual stimulation to make things go faster. For me, at least. So why not have to earn it? I mean, if I'm going to masturbate, shouldn't I have to actually go through the sensual arousal and heightened uh, intensity to actually achieve orgasm through my mind. I have plenty of past uh, relationships to reflect upon. If I want to pick someone from the past who was good in bed, I've got a few. So there's plenty of material to work with without ever needing to turn on another computer. But that doesn't help the 14-year-old boy right now who's got his burner phone because that's the only way he can look at porn. And he's got some... predilections that are already going to be tough to satisfy in the real world without paying for people to do the things that he thinks make him hot. That kid I feel fucking awful for. And I don't know how many of them are out there, but I'll bet there's thousands. So, if, as somebody who's never had kids, this is about as loose a place of subject matter you'll ever find me. But if I knew any kids that were 8 to 15, I would tell them, don't look at porn. They would say to me, I already do. And I would say, damn. Do all your friends? Well, tell them not to look. (sighs) Seriously, what can you do here? What can you do? There's no way to stop a kid from being too curious to, there's just, there's no conversation to be had here. Except, I'm sorry. This one really isn't my fault, but I sure should have seen how much influence this was creating. And I missed that entirely. So, again, it's hard to be a conscientious citizen when you don't even notice the things that are undoing society as a whole. Right? Anyway, five more minutes. That's all you got left. So enjoy the Messiah talk. And uh, I guess I'll catch you later. All right. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. You know, sometimes when I get to thinking about stuff, I think about just the entire concept of a savior or the Messiah or insert your figurehead here who's here to correct the situation, to rectify the current maladies we're all encumbered by to fix it, because we don't know how to. And, um, I mean, in my lifetime, 
54 years now in a few days, I have not seen a Messiah at all. Nope, never seen one. Or, for that matter, a Savior. And I know that in many religious constructs, we are, um, what, 2,000 years away from the last one, and we're expecting one, I think, maybe, or signs are sometimes pointing toward one returning. Or there's that other one, that religion where somebody named Abraham came along later, like 600 years later or something. I don't know. And then there's the talking uh, elephants and monkeys over there in the Hindu traditions, plus what you see in Jainism and Buddhism. and So <clears throat> there are demigods, saviors, those that are better than us, those that are going to fix humanity, those that are capable of correcting all the wrongs we have created, those who have died for our sins and thus absolve us of all our, what, worldly guilt? I don't even know. Because having been brought up without any sense of religion means my mind's not contaminated by the concept of a savior. I don't even think I can name the proper 15 messiahs that we're all saying are part of the past. Was Jesus a messiah or was he the son of God? I mean, it's, it, there's, I don't worship Thor. I don't worship Neptune. I don't worship Alibaba and I don't worship the 40 thieves. I don't worship anything. But I believe I'm connected to everything. And so when I think of what it takes to become the savior, like how would you even know if you were the Messiah? Would you know? And would you have been born the Messiah? Would you just always know that you are the Messiah? Would you be sitting there in third grade, raising your hand saying, well, as the Messiah, I think the word location is spelled with an S-H-U-N, not a T-I-O-N. So fix that. Is that who you become? Just a precocious turd in the bowl of humanity trying to swim around saying, it could be better. Again, this just <clears throat> seems like the kind of person that if they exist, they'd have to, what, materialize all of a sudden? Or is that what happens? Do you just have an epiphany at some point in life that makes you realize you are, in fact, the Son of God? And that you are here specifically to save humanity's soul from itself and to ensure that those who are here, lost, completely uncertain as to what the next step should even be, that they don't feel purposelessness, and that if you say purposelessness twice, that you say it correctly both times. In that reality, <clears throat> would the Messiah know they had arrived? And what would be the signs that would tell you, you are in fact the Messiah, you are in fact here to save mankind? It's up to you. And if you don't get off the fucking couch and stop playing video games, well, mankind will never be the galactic marvel it's supposed to become. So, what's your next move? Well, you go places like open mic nights, where there's still a dialogue, a conversation to be had, and a place where truth 
wins out. There are heroes in a room full of open mic nighters, open night, whatever. They're the people that I feel the closest to because they're my kind of people, the people who think this world can be better, and it's up to me to make it so.